All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a Tuesday, April 11th edition of Daily Faceoff Live. He's former NHL netminder and current Daily Faceoff analyst, Mike McKenna. And this is Daily Faceoff Live presented by Botano, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. The game starts now at Botano.ca. Mike, how you doing? Hey, living, man. It's been a busy couple days here, and we got more to look forward to as we figure out these playoff spots. So let's get after it here, Frank. Yeah, no kidding. Every night is juicy. Just a couple quick tidbits to pass along before we throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock, and that is Luke Hughes, the 2021 number four overall pick of the New Jersey Devils, is expected to make his NHL debut tonight, according to Lindy Ruff, after his season was ended in the frozen four so that's uh, certainly something exciting for the devils to look forward to as they try and chase down the metropolitan division lead against the buffalo sabers who are clinging to dear life and as i reported earlier this morning skylar brindamore speaking of the frozen four the uh, edmonton oilers draft pick will not be signing with edmonton and will become an unrestricted free agent on august 15th uh brindamore of the national champion Quinnipiac Bobcats. So let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on that clock and let's start with the Calgary Flames who were extinguished on Monday night. Mike, kind of a fitting end to a season, a really incredibly disappointing season for the Calgary Flames, a team loaded with talent that could just never really quite figure it out. Their 17th loss of the season in overtime or a shootout, I believe it's their 30th plus one goal uh, loss this season, an incredible number. And certainly 
the head-scratching theme continued in terms of player deployment and usage. Calgary Flames fans fired up on Tuesday as Nick Ritchie was one of the guys selected to go in the shootout ahead of someone like, oh, I don't know, leading goal scorer and leading point getter Tyler Toffoli in the shootout. What do you make of this Flames mess? Well, Tyler Toffoli's two for 17 lifetime in shootouts. And there's really not many other horses on the Flames other than Jonathan Huberto. He's the only guy you can bank on in that team to actually be good in a shootout. I mean, Backlund's one for 13. Mangiapane's never scored. Lindholm one for 15. Richie got sent because he had scored on Soros previously this year in a shootout. From everything I've heard, he's good at shootouts and practice as well. Uh, had been having a strong game. The one I can't understand is why not Rasmus Anderson, two for four this season, and he is one of usually typically one of their top three shooters in the shootout. So that did surprise me a little bit. But the you know what, man, the bottom line is that the Flames played in fifty three one one goal games this year, Frank, and they managed to not win hardly. Like you said, it they lost thirty of them. So there's plenty of reasons throughout an eighty two game schedule to not make the playoffs, to, to put it down to one shootout and who was sent on a team that's just not good in shootouts in the first place um, is tough for me. But man, this just this is just product man of a bad work environment. Like you look at how this team's just devolved over the year and not been able to win close games. Like, I just don't think they were ever on the same page, Frank. Yeah, you mentioned bad work environment. I'm glad we're moving on from the shootout because I didn't want to get lost in the weeds, but it was an important thing to talk about because that's what Flames fans were buzzing about overnight. And the bad work environment is what sticks out to me. You know, you heard sort of veiled comments from Nazem Kadri earlier this season on the podcast that he joined me on. You know, we got to play as a team. There's certainly been friction and reported friction between uh, Coach Daryl Sutter and the players. Daryl Sutter got an extension. Their GM and Brad Tree Living does not have an extension moving forward. Changes are coming in Calgary. I can say that definitively, Mike, but what I don't have an, an eye on, and I don't think anyone does yet, is... The GM going to be back and the coach not? The coach back and the GM not? Or is there a chance that both the GM and the coach are not back next season? I think every card is on the table at this point for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that goes down to strength guys, equipment managers. The only guy with contracts, Daryl Sutter. So that's a wild position to be in. Honestly, I don't know how management and ownership of that team decided it was a good idea to have everybody with their contract due except for the head coach, but that's where things are in Calgary. I appreciate what Brad Tree Living did this year, trying to get that team back after losing big parts, but things are going to have to change there because this year was not good enough with that lineup, Frank. Yeah, just couldn't quite get it together and certainly some disappointing seasons up and down the lineup. Their star forwards, Jonathan Huberto specifically, not good enough. I just can't properly quantify, Mike, what the impact of the coach and, and all the other things that come with that come in terms of production. You mentioned, we just talked about the shootout, but the head scratching decisions all year long, Jonathan Huberto playing on the right side when he set the NHL record last season for most points by a left winger, the decision to play Milan Lucic in the top six for a huge chunk of the season. Like you could go on and on and on. Certainly yep. can't cram it all into two minutes and 30 seconds, but it's been an ugly year for the Flames. Yeah, man, that's, I don't know. I just hope things get better. I like that market. I think the players, uh, they'll play, but it's got to be a good chemistry, and it just wasn't there. Yeah, sometimes that just happens. Uh, let's talk about the Winnipeg Jets, who were in almost that same exact spot last year, Mike, a team that uh, really had a ton of talent assembled. You and I both picked them to win the Stanley Cup, and they failed to make <laughs> the playoffs. This year, they're going to have a shot at least because they're inching closer to punching their ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
they had an enormous win on Monday evening to really set themselves up after a series of them where they've gotten their game back in order, their magic number now down to one. What do you make of the recent surge from the Jets? And I think really more importantly, with Connor Hellebuck in net and the way that he's played, we'll touch on that a bit uh, moving forward in the blue paint. But what do you make of their chances to, to play spoiler in round one of the playoffs? Well, you know, we'll we'll see, man. Like, I've had a hard time believing in Winnipeg at any point this season just because, and we'll talk about this a little bit more with Connor Hellebuck, but unless he allows two or less goals, man, they have a tough time winning games. It just depends on the top guys on Winnipeg, whether they bring it every night. You know, when Wheeler and Shifley and Dubois, Kyle Connor are off the scoreboard, they're not going to go anywhere. So where's that playoff experience going to come from? Are they going to be able to kick it into gear this year? In the past, it hasn't really happened. So I, I don't have a ton of confidence in Winnipeg. Um, they still got to make it here, man. Like tonight, they got to beat Minnesota tonight because Colorado's left on the schedule going into Colorado at elevation two nights from now. I don't like that matchup because, you know, Nashville's got to wait a little bit before they play. So um, the one thing that I thought was encouraging about the other game the other night against the Sharks for Winnipeg was that, hey, the big guys did show up. Morrissey, Shifley, Connor, all on the board. That has to happen, Frank. But without the big dogs... I don't know how they're going to fare against a Colorado or a Vegas. Yeah, and that's any one-point gain by the Winnipeg Jets or any one-point lost by the Nashville Predators moving forward would clinch that spot. So the fact that we're even still talking about the Nashville Predators at this point in the season, Tuesday, April 11th, having a chance as infinitesimal as it might be to get in, kind of amazing considering that this team sold off. It's not even just the sell-off of pieces you know, taking away Tenor Janot and Matthias Ekholm and, and, and Nino Niederreiter, go through the list. It's also the injuries that they've dealt with along the way. I've seen a ton of heart from the Nashville Predators that I don't really mm -hmm. think anyone necessarily saw coming. Yeah, I don't think so. I, mean, I think just so much of it has been just the enthusiasm there, Frank. You know, you look at Tommy, Tommy Novak and um, some of the younger players that, that have done a great job for that team. It hasn't just been the 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 Yossi show like last year or just the Soros show this year, even though he's been a huge part, I think there's just a vibe from Nashville. At least they seem like they're having a good time there. Yeah, what does that say about the future of Coach John Hines? I think there's been lots of rumblings over the last couple months. You know, GM change, obviously, with Barry Trotz incoming, that they'll probably put their own stamp on it, and John Hines mm -hmm. uh, could be out of work. But then you see this late-season surge, and you're like, that seems like a team that is certainly still connected at the hip with the coach. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I don't feel any trepidation about Hines really, unless Barry Trotz comes in and decides, hey, you know, he's out of here. So, um, especially in a transitionary period, do you, do you want to go with somebody different? So, uh, typically in these, it's kind of like Blashill in Detroit a couple of years ago, right? He he stayed through the rebuild for basically as long as Iserman could hold on, uh, and things didn't get better. I think Hines might have that same rope in Nashville. Yeah, it's all over the league, really. You look at the Anaheim Ducks as well. Dallas Aikens in the last year of his contract. Do you really want to go out and find a new coach when you could just keep the same guy for largely the same collection of players that are going to be coming along next? Lots of decisions to make. But, Mike, lots to look forward tonight to tonight on the NHL slate. Uh, so many things at play when you take a look at tonight's schedule. You've got the New Jersey Devils trying to challenge the Carolina Hurricanes for the top spot in the Metro. The Buffalo Sabres in that game are also 
trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. You've got a first-round preview between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning still with uh, four days remaining in the NHL regular season schedule, the only matchup that has been set in stone. The Canes, as mentioned, trying to hold off the uh, the New Jersey Devils and uh, then the Pittsburgh Penguins. And let's go there because the Penguins, they uh, are now back in the driver's seat thanks to the loss by the New York Islanders. And, and not just a loss, but New York Islanders were gagging on it on Monday night, down 3 nothing in the first period and down 2 nothing in the first 64 seconds of the game. That's no way to come out and ensure your team, you know, basically nails down a playoff spot against the Washington Capitals team that really has next to nothing to play for. So an ugly start for the Islanders, which has now opened the door for the Penguins, who are in a win-and-you're-in type scenario. You get your four points against the lowly Chicago Blackhawks and, and uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, two teams that are in 31st and 32nd place, vying to get to the bottom to get the best odds for Connor Bedard. Pretty enviable spot for the Penguins to be in, and the tables have turned because the Panthers had kept winning, the Islanders had kept winning, and each game that that continued on sort of ch was choking the oxygen out of the room for the Penguins, but not anymore. Yeah, and I looked at this a couple days ago and thought with the three games left for each team that Pittsburgh was pretty solid considering that strength of schedule. Detroit, they took care of business. 5-1 win on Saturday. Big dogs showed up. Crosby had a couple goals. Malkin a goal as well. Um, but the rest of the you say, they're playing against Chicago and Columbus for the next two games. If the Pittsburgh Penguins can't beat the Blackhawks and the Columbus Blue Jackets, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And, you know, for the Panthers, like, they still have Carolina to play. The Islanders have Montreal. Uh, but the Islanders really just didn't show the other night man like that was gross last night so if pittsburgh can stay out of the box in these next two games they're definitely in the driver's seat for me especially with uh when crosby's playing at his best so can florida keep it up they're gonna have to islanders pretty much have to win right so it's 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 what we expected coming down the line, but I think for my money here, the Penguins should make it. If they don't make it, man, it is all on them. They have zero excuse not to make it. Yeah, and I just, again, have a hard time betting against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. You just think he's yeah. going to drag that team over the finish line if need be, which, again, doesn't mean much for their playoff hopes. You drag them across the finish line. They have a lot to play for in getting both of those wins because they're going to want to try and finish in that first wild card spot, if at all possible, to try and avoid – the Boston Bruins in round one and stay in the Metropolitan Division, which no cupcake, but certainly a better path forward, I would think, being on that side of the bracket. Uh, Alex, if we could throw up this uh, tonight's slate one more time, because there's certainly a lot to play for uh, in the Western Conference as well with some of the late games that we didn't get a chance to talk about. The Jets can lock up that playoff spot. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche uh, are trying to hang on to the top spot in the Central Division. The Edmonton Oilers in that game are trying to catch the Vegas Golden Knights for the top spot in the Pacific. So basically every seeding battle that you can imagine will be playing out on Tuesday evening. Uh, can't wait for all of that action and also a potential rematch at some point between the Oilers and Avs as well. Uh, and a, a nice little Central Division test between the Wild and Jets. The Wild certainly have some seeding to play for as well. So uh, no shortage of action on this Tuesday evening. Let's talk about uh, a couple of milestones that were hit on uh, Monday night. It was kind of amazing to see it all kind of happen in short succession, 15 minutes, 30 minutes apart. You had Claude Giroux hitting 1,000 career points, followed closely by Joe Pavelski with the Dallas Stars. 
And then Eric Carlson becomes the first defenseman since Brian Leach way back in 1992 to hit 100 points in a single season. An impressive feat nonetheless for Carlson, who has been tracking this way for a long time, been a master at even strength this year, uh, one of the league leaders in even strength points, 25 goals as a defenseman, absolutely insane to go along with 75 assists for the even 100 points on the 28th place San Jose Sharks. Mike, you're going to be an NHL awards voter. I've been wrestling with this question for the last few weeks. Where will Eric Carlson be on your NHL awards ballot for the Norris Trophy? You know, man, it's, it's supposed to be for the best all-around defenseman. That's not Eric Carlson. <laughs> but how do you deny the fact that this guy's 25 points clear of Josh Morrissey in second place in defensive scoring? Like, I, I don't think I can keep Carlson out of first place as much as I really, like, don't want to because it's supposed to be for the guys that, as a goalie, I felt comfortable playing behind. This is historic. And, and, and I do wonder, though, like, you know, how this would have been if, if Brent Burns was still there. It's just different. So I, I think he's probably going to be at the top for me. I don't know who else I have behind him, Frank, but I wonder for him, what does his trade value look like, man? Four years left, 11.5 million full, no movement clause. Like, will there be action on Carlson this summer after the 32-year-old just had the best season we've seen by a D-man offensively in 30 years? Yeah, I think what you're going to have to see is an adjustment from the San Jose Sharks in the ask. The ask was so high with the Edmonton Oilers, the only team that had engaged with them that we know about. And the ask was three first round picks along with them retaining a chunk, two or two and a half million dollars of Carlson's salary. To me, the Sharks weren't properly valuing what that cap space is worth to move off of the Carlson contract. So it's pretty clear just listening to Carlson that he'd like to move on. He'd like to have a chance to win. Um, I would think that that place maybe the best place in terms of salary cap fit and otherwise would be in ottawa but again ottawa's got their own cap situation to soon deal with we'll talk about alex to in a second but they've got a bunch of guys that they're going to be paying eight million dollars or more to how do they then fit someone like eric carlson in i i don't see a real clear path for him exiting san jose and i don't know what the path looks like for him honestly on my nars trophy ballot to put a bow on the conversation i agree with you it's about best all-around defenseman and the thing that i'm struggling with the most is not you know is he good on defense or is he not how do you give the nars to a guy that doesn't play a lick on the penalty kill that to me is is really one of the big things that's sticking out to me i look at someone like adam fox in the year that he's had statistically it's it's been impressive but he also almost plays evenly between power play and penalty kill almost three minutes a night this season on the PK. Like that to me is all around. And so that's the tough thing that I've been struggling with. Mike, let's get to the blue paint and talk uh, goaltending and some really interesting situations that have popped up around the league. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, Mike, on this week's edition of the Blue Paint, got to start with Alex Lyon and the magical run that he's been on with the Florida Panthers. Dealt his first loss over these last seven games by the Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime on Monday evening. The Panthers this close to clinching a playoff spot. And when you take a look at Lyon and the run that he's been on, you see here 6-0-1 with a 9-5-2 save percentage prior to John Tavares' OT goal. He was north of 960, so saving 96% of the shots that he's faced. Where did this come from? And if they get in, does he supplant everyone else in the Florida Panthers organization in terms of being a game one starter? Do you just ride the hot hand? Yes, he better. If Paul Maurice goes back to Sergei Bobrovsky, it's a bad decision because Lyon has been a catalyst for this team in Florida. Now, here's the thing. like He's played seven games, Frank, and I think he's really factored heavy in three or four of those. But the fact is that he's just won games. And they've had such inconsistency in goal in Florida. right? Bobrovsky, he'll rattle off five, six good games. He'll come back down to earth. Knight's been in and out. Lyon's been really consistent. He hasn't allowed more than two goals in any of these seven games. And he has experience playing in high-pressure situations. He won a Calder Cup last year in the American Hockey League with the Chicago Wolves. Um, has played previous minutes in the NHL with Philadelphia before coming to Florida. So I look at what, what Lyon's done, and I think that he's really set the tone for this Panther team in terms of battle, in terms of, of calmness during a game. And you look at the start that he had against Buffalo, listen, this was the fourth game that he won in a row for the Florida Panthers. It was a two-to-one win, and he had 25 high-danger chances against. He only allowed one goal. That was a two-to-one win. That was a stake in the ground for me. That's Lyon saying, this is my net, and I'm going to lead this team. And then he backed it up the next night, next game against Ottawa. 26 high-danger chances, only allowed two. Frank, teams shouldn't give up more than 12 or 13 high-danger chances if you're on a good team. Florida doubled that. Lyon bailed him out twice in a row and he's doing it for 750K. He's setting himself up next year, I think, for potentially getting a job full-time in the NHL. Yeah, it's been an amazing year for journeyman goaltenders. You see Alex Lyon, 30 years old. Phoenix Copley, what he's doing in LA, 31 years old. These guys have spent a ton of time in the AHL. They've gotten brief chances previously. Lyon with the Philadelphia Flyers, Copley with the Washington Capitals, and others before landing now in Florida and L.A. That's been a huge game changer for both of those teams and their seasons and their fate potentially in terms of what happens next. Uh, let's talk about uh, Connor Hellebuck and the Winnipeg Jets. Obviously a pedigreed goaltender, 2020 Vezina Trophy winner. Statistically, Mike, this isn't his best season. But do you think that this is actually the best season of his career when you add everything up going on around him? 
I think the whole value of Hellebuck, yes, because the Jets really shouldn't be in a playoff position right now. And I think so much of that is on Hellebuck's shoulders. And statistically, like, let's compare this to 2020 when he won the Vezina, Frank. He had a 9.22 save percentage that year. This year, he's at a 9.19. That season in 2020, he played, he started 56 games. This year, he started 63, including 12 straight starts down the stretch to get his team in the mix for a Stanley Cup playoff spot. In his 13 street games that he's played, he's allowed three goals or less. Like, that's clutch, man. Look at his last 10 games played. 925 save percentage for the team in Winnipeg. He's been very consistent this year. Four shutouts compared to six in 2020. The higher shutouts, the more amount of shutouts you have, and the save percentage being lower just means you're a little bit inconsistent. This year, he's actually even that out some. He had one tough stretch in the middle of the year, but otherwise, Hellebuck has been the factor that's put the Jets into this spot. Yeah, and Hellebuck's played back-to-back games in four four times, uh, four stretches yep. in the last six weeks, which has been an incredible total. Uh, oddly enough, his numbers are better in the second game of the back-to-backs than they have been in the first, which is certainly impressive. Let's talk about uh, the interesting situation that's been brewing, uh, certainly that came to light on Monday with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they were in a spot where... They kind of did this to themselves, going with their backup being on an amateur tryout contract for the second game in a row in the sense that I'll just give you everyone a brief update. They played Jet Alexander as their backup for 70 seconds. They got him into the game on Saturday night as they were beating the Montreal Canadiens 7-1. to Sunday rolls around. Minnesota loses in the Frozen Four. They make the decision to sign Matt Nyes. And once they did that, signing Matt Nyes, They then therefore tried to claim an emergency exception uh, relief appearance to bring in another goaltender against the cap and weren't granted that because essentially the league said to them, hey, you had the opportunity here with sending Wayne Simmons down that you could then use that money to to bring up a goaltender and instead you chose to sign Matt Nye. So this is on you. And then the Leafs had to go with Chenard as their backup uh, to Ilya Samsonov on Monday night in Florida. I don't think they care when it's all said and done. The priority was on signing Matt Nyes, not some meaningless games that like quite literally mean nothing for them in the standings uh, as their spot and their matchup is already locked in. But this whole situation doesn't sit right with you. No, it doesn't. And, and the reason being is that it's, first off, it's just in some ways, the Leafs are skirting the salary cap, but they're doing it in a legal way, Frank. Like, it's allowed within the CBA. Um, I just think that at this stage, you've, you're also got teams with a big fear of missing out, man. Edmonton tossed in Matt Berlin uh, about a month or so ago to play some cleanup minutes, and everybody thought, oh, cool, that's a good story. We put the ATO in, make his dreams come true. And I thought the same thing. Well, now the Maple Leafs go out the other night against Montreal, and they're waxing Montreal, and they toss Jed Alexander in the net for the last minute. And again, and it made the, it made some Canadians players angry. Chris Maiden wasn't pleased with it. Uh, the sentiment around the league amongst players, former players, coaches, people I've talked to in the last two days here, Frank, it's pretty split. Some people are like, okay, give them their moment. That's fine. But the other half, they're pissed, man. It's like, I've worked my whole life. I've been grinding to get minutes in the NHL and you're just going to give it to these guys. Like, in a, you know, <laughs> Hey, Make your dreams come true. Hop in the net there. And some people think it makes the league look bad. I, I don't think it's as much that as it's just that there's a lot of guys that really deserve a chance to go, you know, and have worked for it for a long time. Um, and so I'm not sure how, how or if this is going to change at all. I'm curious, especially from the salary cap standpoint, Frank, if there's any um, desire to, to make this not happen. Because I don't think the spirit of the rule was just to let teams go around the cap by playing an ATO goalie. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I've been advocating that the NHL goes to a third goalie system for a long time. Have a guy 75 grand, 100 grand a year, whatever it costs, have him chip into the equipment staff or whatever you need, like a bullpen catcher would in Major League Baseball, and have him there that is a former pro, AHL, ECHL, whatever it might be, so that the NHL doesn't look so amateur whenever you need a third goaltender, which has happened a million times, it feels like, over the last couple of seasons, whether it's on an e-bug, emergency backup basis, or in a situation like this with a salary cap crunch. Have that count outside the cap. Every team does it. There's no advantage or disadvantage and go from there. You can read Mike's full thoughts on the situation that's been brewing in the NHL right now on Daily Faceoff. It's, and I quote, it's horseshit, he says. This is not fantasy hockey. So head on over to dailyfaceoff.com for that, and that'll do it for this week's edition of The Blue Paint. All right, Mike, moving right along for our Daily Faceoff inbox question of the day. Hashtag AskDFO. My question for you, will Alex DeBrinkett stay in Ottawa? Senators GM Pierre Dorian saying on Monday that the team will qualify DeBrinkett this offseason, which is, I guess, kind of news in the sense that, yeah, they're hoping to negotiate a longer-term deal, but worse comes to worse, Alex DeBrinkett will be back next year on a one-year $9 million deal. What do you think? What's going on? Yeah, I think he'll be there for one more year, and then I think you'll see DeBrinket walk right on a, out of town unless Ottawa's willing to overpay him. American kid, you got to pay a premium to keep him in Canada, and I think if Ottawa is a better team and they can go towards the playoffs next season, it makes it a little bit easier for that to happen. Yeah, DeBrinket, a uh, little bit down on the goal total this season, but his uh, point production certainly, at least for a big chunk of the year, was much better. It's slowed of late in the last number of weeks. Uh, let's get to daily face-off and our Batano.ca daily bet segment with Tyler Uremchuk. Tyler, how'd you do last night? Boom, perfect 2-0 last night, Frank, so I'll look to keep it rolling tonight. Courtesy of our friends at Batano.ca, the game starts now with Batano. Two plays tonight in the NHL, starting with a matchup between the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm rolling with the over in this hockey game. The Kraken played last night. The Golden Knights have seen the over hit more than 50% of the time in their last 10 games. I like this. Over 6.5, you're giving me the plus money payout as well, and also a player prop tonight. Pittsburgh taking on Chicago. No value betting on the Penguins tonight. They're minus two and a half favorites. But Brian Russ' shot prop is one of the better payouts on this Penguins team. He's hit it in four of his last five, eight of his last ten. Rolling with Rust over two and a half with a nice minus 120 payout there. So there you go. Two plays tonight. Over in Seattle, Vegas. And Brian Rust's shot prop for the Penguins. Love to see that. Uh, Mike, some news while we were chatting with Tyler. The Chicago Blackhawks have signed goaltender Drew Camesso from Boston University. He's on a three-year entry-level deal, and he will make his debut with the AHL's Rockford Icehogs. Camesso is certainly an intriguing prospect uh, on his way up through the ranks. I think there were some people that were thinking he might play against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but that will not be the case. But that brings us to garbage time. And, Mike, we've had our eye on the playoff chase in the NHL. It's certainly been... Uh, kept us busy, but also Connor Bedard, his WHL season and likely WHL junior hockey career comes to an end on Monday evening. You see uh, the tweet here from uh, Regina Pat's play-by-play man, Dante DiCaria, who said, Connor Bedard, this is your last view of him in the dub. Devastated. What a tough ending for the Regina Pats who lose to the Saskatoon Blades in game seven on Monday evening in the first round of the WHL playoffs. Connor Bedard ended the season as the WHL's player of the week. No surprise, 11 points in a four-game run in the playoffs. 
And when you look at Bedard, certainly everyone's waiting now until May 8th to see where he goes in the NHL draft lottery, but what a run it's been. They were a 29-point difference between themselves and the Saskatoon Blades this season on the back of Bedard taking them to Game 7. And you look at the playoffs, 20 points in that seven-game series. What mm. a season for Connor Bedard, 143 points in 57 games. It makes your brain explode. It's going to be unbelievable. Generational. I have no doubt about it, Frank. Yeah, and wanted to give a little love as well, Mike, to the women's hockey action in the Women's World Championships in Brampton, Ontario, Monday evening, Canada and the U.S. What a game that was. Unbelievable to Incredible see. comeback. Yeah, the final 4-3, uh, a shootout winner for Canada. Uh, incredible comeback as well, as you mentioned, to get to OT. And Mike, Canada and U.S. never disappoints. No, never. I mean, U.S. scored twice in the last 39 seconds to force overtime. Couldn't have been any better. And these two teams just continue to go at it, short, go after one and another, man. The hard part's Canada keeps beating the U.S. It's been five in a row, Frank. So we got to get yeah. some wins for the U.S. club. Can't wait to see these two run into each other in the medal round as well, the annual tradition. That'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com. For all the latest news, insight, and analysis from the around the NHL, we'll be back Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern. Until then... Enjoy the games, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first, and you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.